Exodus 5. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens. And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tale of the bricks, or the amount of the bricks, which they did make heretofore, ye shall lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught thereof. For they be idle. Everybody say they're idle. Therefore they cry, saying, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let their more work be laid upon the men that they may labor therein and let, let them not regard vain words. Amen. Put more work upon them is what the enemy said. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while to this church what God's laid upon my heart early this morning. Amen. The balance of time. Amen. Set your Bibles down. I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your voice to God right now. We need you in this place, God. We need you to help us tonight. We need you to open up our ears to hear the word. God, give us wisdom in these last days. Uh, come on. Why don't you join up with somebody if it's appropriate around you? Just another moment. Come on, lift up your voice like a trumpet to God. I gotta have you, Lord. I gotta have you, Lord. I gotta have you, Lord. Oh, come on, does anybody want to be a faithful servant? Anybody want to be found faithful? Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach. Everybody say the balance of time. Amen. Did you know that in everything you ought to learn how to balance in every aspect of your life, you need to learn how to balance things. And you don't need to get too far one way and or too far the other way. Amen. And one of the great powerful things that God gives us is time and he gives us all the same amount of time and it's up to us to balance it like we ought to praise God I don't want to waste time I said I don't want to waste time I want to redeem every minute of my life amen I want to be pleasing to God Amen. The book of Exodus begins with Moses and Aaron talking to Pharaoh on behalf of God. And they're saying, let my people go. Amen. Let's say that. Let my people go. Amen. You know what? God's calling people out of Egypt tonight. Amen. That's the mission of the church is to try to get one more person out of Egypt. Try to get one more person full of the Holy Ghost. Get one more person baptized in Jesus' name. Why are you teaching them Bible studies? And why are you having church so much? And why are you handing out all them church cards everywhere you go? I'll tell you why. Amen. Because the words of the Lord are in my ear right now. Tell them to let my people go. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. In the New Testament, there was a, a scripture that said, I have much people in this place. You know what? They didn't look like them. They didn't act like them. They didn't have the same spirit as they did. But the Lord had already put his name upon them. And it, man, you got to be careful who you look down upon in this world. You got to be careful who you get snooty with and get all self-righteous about. And all, it may be God's child that ain't just got the Holy Ghost yet. It may be somebody God's already got their hand on them, already giving them dreams, uh, already speaking to them, uh, already... Amen. We've got a purpose. We've got a calling. We've got to get God's people out of Egypt. Amen. The request was simply this. Let us go so we can worship. Amen. Egypt has always been a type or a shadow or a figure or whatever you want to call it of the world. Or the world system or you could call it a type of sin. Amen. And God always calls people out of what they were born into. I don't care if you were born on an apostolic pew, God's got to call you out. There's got to be a day when God gets a hold of you personally. You don't get to go to heaven because your last name is Moats. Well, praise God. You don't get to go because your name is Celia or whatever. Or so you got you got to get it 
for yourself. There's got to be a moment. There's got to be a day uh, when you hear the voice of God call you out of Egypt. Uh, amen. Thank God for uh, children that are raised in good homes and go to a good church and they get the Holy Ghost when they're young and they don't have to suffer like other people do. But amen. But however you got here, praise God. Whatever walls you had to bump off of, praise God. Whatever trial you had to go through, thank God we got here when we did. Thank God we got the Holy Ghost when we did. Thank God we got baptized when we did. Uh, I don't care if you're a hunter to get the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. Thank God you got it. Uh, thank God it happened. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Amen. Praise God. Their request was, let us go worship three days in the wilderness. Let us worship God. If I could just say it in my own words, we just want a little bit of time to be able to go to church and worship God. Well, praise God. I didn't let the cat out of the bag. Y'all might know what I'm going to preach about now. We just want a little bit of time to be able to go to church and worship freely. That was the request. We just want a little bit of time to worship God. But let me tell you about Pharaoh. Pharaoh's a type of the devil is what he is. That's what he represents, the enemy of your soul. And Pharaoh knew if they got a little time. Pharaoh knew if they went to church a few times and started feeling the presence of God, they weren't going to come back like they did before. <laughs> help me pray right now. Before I start preaching, I need God to help me right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Hey, spring up, oh well. Spring up in me. Spring up, oh well. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you, Pharaoh knows what's going to happen in your life. When you start carving out a little bit of time and start giving it to God. Pharaoh knows when you start taking time out of your day uh, to, to talk to your maker. Uh, when you take a little time out of your day uh, on Wednesday to come to church for a couple hours. Uh, he knows when you walk through them doors, uh, you're going to become empowered uh, by the Holy Ghost. Uh, he knows you're not going to be the slave you used to be. He knows you're not going to be a bondman like you used to be when you walk through the doors of a Holy Ghost church. I wish somebody just praised God right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
When you walk through the doors of a powerful church, uh, you begin to realize it's not all about Egypt. But there's a promised land. Oh, you want to know why the enemy fights you so hard coming to church? Uh, Because when you get into the house of God, uh, you begin to get understanding. Uh, Amen. The the psalmist David, uh, he was looking around at all the heathens uh, and they were doing wrong. And he said, it looks like they're getting away with it. He said, it looks like they're getting the pay raises. It looks like they're eating the filet mignons. They're just fat and happy. And they're the evil ones. He said, I was all confused. In my mind, I'm trying to live right. And I'm struggling through. He said, but when I walked into the house of God. When I walked into the house of God. And I understood what their end is going to be and what my end is going to be. Hey, it's time to get out of the bully grubs. It's time to get out of depression. It's time to say, hey, we're heading to the promised land. Come on, let's worship God right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is how Moses described their promised land. He said, it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. Everybody say, I didn't build it. I'm heading for a city that my hands have never laid. I'm heading to a place that somebody else is building right now. Don't you know it's hard to live this life? Don't you worry about it. You just keep holding on, brother. Don't you know I'm going through trials? Don't you know we're heading to a house that we didn't build? We're heading to a place where there's a street we didn't pave. Don't you know heaven's going to be worth everything? Don't you know heaven's going to mean everything? Why am I sick? Why am I going through this? I don't know why. But we're not going to be in Egypt forever, friend. Don't you know it's hard? Don't you know this ain't forever? He said it's a city. You're going to go to a city that you didn't build. Where there's going to be wells that are dug that you didn't dig them. There'll be a crystal river. There's going to be vineyards that you didn't plant. He said there's going to be olive trees you didn't plant. Amen. I'm trying to get somebody's eyes out off of Egypt right now. 
I think the people of God can be blessed while they're living in Goshen. I, I believe pestilence can fall on Egypt but not fall on us. You know what would bring a great end time revival is another ignorant virus come along and the people of God not get it but we get the healing virtue where we put our hands on the world and heal them. What are you talking about? I'm talking about God separating his people from the people of the world. I'm telling you, there's a great separation and it's coming faster than you can imagine. Hey, I want to be on the right side. I want to be on the right side. I want to be on God's side. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. This wonderful promised land is what Pharaoh wanted to keep them away from. He didn't want them to go to the promised land. So what did he do to keep them from going there? He said they're idle. Ideally, they're idle. They got too much time on their hands. I'm going to make them so busy that they can't even think about the promised land. You may not run the aisles, but you may. Who knows? He said, I know what to do to get them to quit asking me if they can go. I'm going to make them so busy that by the time they get off work, all they can see is the lazy boy. Oh, yeah. Hey, this ain't a new trick. This is an old, old trick of the enemy. I've got to keep them, get their mind off of the promised land. I've got to get their mind off of sacrificing to God. I've got to get their mind off of prayer meeting. I've got to get their mind off of the end of the world. I'm going to get them so busy that they can't even think about it. Well, praise God. I'm going to make their burdens heavier. I'm going to take away the straw. Straw was one of the ingredients. The clay, the sand, and the straw that made the bricks. I'm going to take the straw away that I've been providing and they're going to have to go get their own and come back and do everything they used to do. In other words, I'm going to fill up their schedule. You can be seated. I'm going to make it harder for them than it was before. Pharaoh's thought was this. If I can control the time, I control them. If I can control their time, I control them. Oh, it's about to get good, I think. Or bad, I don't know. And Pharaoh was right. Then and he's right now. 
Because whatever controls your time controls your life. I'm going to preach to the church. You better get a hold of this thing called time. And you better learn how to balance it in the eyes of God. Come on, everybody, help me praise God right now. And there is a balance of time that everybody is given. And you are in control of the balance of your time. And if you let Pharaoh fill it up, Pharaoh is your taskmaster. Well, praise God. Amen. There is not one person in this building that is a bond woman or a bond man today. Today, I said, I preface by today. They keep voting Democrat, we might all be. Praise God. Well, sure is getting quiet. So you ain't supposed to talk about that. Oh, yeah, I can talk about that. You, you don't vote for anybody that says it's all right to kill babies. You're going to get in trouble with God. Life is precious, honey. Man is made in the image of God. You don't mess with life. Well, praise God. There's nobody here that's being forced to do anything. Praise God. But whoever can... We give our time to. That's who controls us. And Pharaoh said, I, I know exactly how to keep them from going to church. I know how to keep them out of church. I'm going to fill up their schedule with things. I should have probably preached this on Sunday morning. But God knows exactly what he's doing. Amen. I'm probably preaching to people on the internet, obviously. Y'all are here tonight. Amen. But we can't see their expressions right now. That's the only bad thing. We need a two-way camera for you to be allowed to. Amen. Watch it online. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm just playing. I'm having fun, though. Praise God. Amen. There ain't nobody in this building being forced to do anything. There ain't nobody working a job where you're forced to work that job. There ain't nobody in this church right now because they're forced to be in this church. The reason you're sitting on the pew right now is you purposed in your heart when you woke up this morning, I am going to the house of God. Hey, I commend you for doing the right thing today for taking your time and saying, I'm giving a little bit to God. Praise God. If you give God anything, it's going to be on purpose. Because you got a flesh that don't want to give God anything. The carnal mind is enmity. You know what? 
the carnal mind hates the things of God. It hates Wednesday night getting up after you worked all day. Changing clothes if you did. Not changing if you didn't change. Well, not, it, praise God. Praise God. You can look at huge mega churches. And on Wednesday night, they ain't got nobody. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. When I was a boy, the men worked all day and they may come in with their mechanic clothes on. If they were carpenters, they came in with their carpenter clothes on. Maybe had a tape measure still on their side. Well, I just thought that was normal. Praise God. Some of them come in greasy. I'm sure there was grease got on the pews sometimes. But I think the Lord's all right with a little grease on the pew every now and then. And people saying, I give God the time that he deserves. We have church three times a week, about an hour and a half. Some of you may dispute that. Because I preached an hour and a half one time. I didn't know it. Anyway, just, just act like we have church three times a week. Hour and a half each time. One hour prayer meeting Monday night. What is that? Four and a half, five and a half hours out of 168. That's like less than 3% of your life. What if you gave God another 30 minutes of prayer seven days a week? That'd be another three hours, two, three hours. That'd be maybe bump you up to four or five percent. Four percent for God and 96 percent for me. <laughs> Praise God. You can be seated. That's if you did everything right. 4%, 5% of your life. The rest of it, you sleeping, you eating, you working, you walking, you lollygagging, whatever, gossiping, Facebooking, Instagramming. Praise God. You have a nervous jangle right there. I didn't feel no worship in that. That was nerves. Praise God. Hey, hey, listen to this. Hey, if you came to church on Sunday morning and you were Sunday morning only, one and a half hour out of 168 hours a week, that puts you like at 0.8% of your life given to God. I'm telling you, living for God ain't that hard. It, it, it don't take that much time. To live the blessed life. Well, hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. In order for you to have a daily prayer life, you're going to have to take control of the balance of the time in your life. I'll tell you one of the shockingest things you'll ever uh, 
see in your life. I don't know if they do it on Android, but they do it on iPhone. If you do the screen backwards, it'll tell you how long you've been on the phone today. I'm not asking to look at it. I'm asking you to look at it. People looking scared. <laughs> you start realizing you've been on Instagram an hour and 45 minutes, but you ain't got time to go by the church and pray. And you wonder why the blessings are beginning to slow down in your life. Well, you used to be on fire, and every time you turned around, it was blessings of God. All of a sudden, it's harder to break into the spirit now. It's harder to get a breakthrough now. Well, it must be the church, I guess. I guess the church is just kind of tapering off. No, it ain't the church tapering off. It's your balance of time that's tapering off. Because when you got the Holy Ghost, you said, do you have anything to do tomorrow? Is the church open tomorrow? How early can I get there on Wednesday night? Well, praise God. Hey, I'm just trying to get you on fire for God. I'm standing in the gap and I'm making up the hedge. Because Pharaoh has stole more time than he should have been able to steal. Well, hallelujah. Isaiah said, cry aloud and spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Praise God. I'm here to preach to this church. Amen. That materialism will be the sin of the American church. Amen. This may go against the grain, but I'm going to preach what God laid upon my heart. In Europe, they may be drunks. In South America, they may be devil worshipers. But in the United States of America, we are materialistic. And because of materialism, we have given our time to Pharaoh to pay for the things that we want. And Pharaoh has taken, and he has taken, and he has taken. And there are people working overtime and missing church to pay for things that a generation ago the church never had. Well, I can't. Come to church Sunday, I got to go to work to pay my cell phone bill. Or make the payment on my fourth vehicle. Praise God. I don't know if it's this air that's, I'm feeling that's so cold or what it is. Something feels cold right now. Hey, I grew up when the family had one vehicle. One phone and it was on the wall with a little curly thing. And we made it just fine. And we all went to church. If it was 30 days in a row, we went to church. If it was a 10-day revival, we made it to church. 
I'm telling you, Pharaoh has robbed the church. He... It is materialism that has messed up the balance of time in the church. Praise God. When you got to work 60 hours to pay for everything that you've bought, I don't care if you work 100 hours, but when it's church time, when it's prayer time, when it's worship time, when it's prayer meeting time, when it's time to give God what is his, don't you slack up on God when you've been giving Pharaoh everything he wants, every minute he... Come on, clap your hands for the Lord together. I believe in the blessings of God. I believe that we are supposed to represent the Abrahamic blessing covenant in this world. I believe when you're out there, you ought to be the best, whatever you are. You ought to be the most prompt, whatever you are. You ought to be the hardest worker, the most moral. You ought to try to rise above. You ought to try to be the best. You're the people of God. I don't think we ought to be lazy. I believe in the blessings of God. But what I don't believe in is trying to fit in in a world. Buying double the house you can afford. Selling your soul to Pharaoh to pay for a car you couldn't afford in the first place. You you ain't got to run. I'm telling you, we're not here to impress people. Amen. If you live in a little bitty tiny home, it ought to be nice and clean and you ought to thank God for it. People ought to drive by yours and say, isn't that a cute place? Praise God. Well, well, Praise God, I could really preach right now. Thank the Lord. It it ain't got to be as expensive as it gets to be nice. Don't don't think that you got to wear a certain brand name. We're we're not going to get that garbage started in this church. I'm going to call it out. I don't care if your suit is $20 or $2,000. You don't make a hill of beans to God. It may mean something to Pharaoh, but it don't mean nothing in this building. If you can't worship God in it. Oh, I feel like shouting right now. I feel like making a liar out of the devil.
Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Let's thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, help me pray for another moment, church. I believe whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might. Amen. If you're in school, you ought to make straight A's. Mamas and daddies, you ought to help me. I told my daddy one time I was a C student. And he reintroduced me to leather. Oh, yeah. Is it, no, you're not a C student. As long as you're in this house, you're going to be an A student. Guess what? Well, praise God. Praise God. Don't, don't, don't get me started. Don't give children an excuse not to excel. You hear me? Don't ever give them an excuse to not become the best. They are children of God. God has got his hand on them. God has given them capabilities. God has got a plan for their life. Well, you don't understand. You know, my my kid don't know trigonometry. Well, I don't either. Praise the Lord. You don't need to know trigonometry to succeed. If they can. Amen. Well, boy, I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching this church. We need to raise up some giants in Pentecost. We need to raise up great people of God that go out in the world and they conquer the world. Praise God. Thank God for people that flip burgers at McDonald's. I appreciate every one of them that's ever been flipped for me. Amen. I never could work there because they wouldn't hire me. I applied when I was a kid. They wouldn't hire me. But anyway, amen. Do you know what you need to teach your kids? There ain't no work that's too little for you. They, they don't need the attitude that I'm above. I'm above going and flipping a burger. You need to put a work ethic in them. But while they're flipping burgers, their mind needs to be on, I want to own this burger shop. I want to be the owner of this place. I, come on. Come on, church. Come on. Quit being the slave to Pharaoh and start thinking God has bigger things for me. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe in working hard and doing what you can to become successful in this world. 
but I do not believe in becoming a slave to the Egyptian. I do not believe in becoming a slave in the Egyptian system. When you come to church, you're so in debt, you can't even think about worshiping God. That's bondage. When you walk through the door and all you can think about is how am I going to make next month's payment? That's bondage. You fell into the Egyptian system. Hey, but I know a God that knows how to get people out of the Egyptian system and carry them. I'm going to preach to you. What, what, what do you do? How, how do you do it? Let me tell you. The Bible teaches us. In Matthew the 6th chapter, this is Jesus speaking. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field today, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But, I'm going to tell you the alternative to the Egyptian system. Praise God. Anybody want to get out of the rat race? But, seek ye first. First of all, give God his time. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. There is a order uh, that goes uh, with the balance of your time. Now let me preach. You got to get in order. The Bible said let everything be decent. And in order. Let me tell you the order. First of all, you put God there. When you. Hey, hey, I've done it all. I've done it all. I, I, I was an insurance man. I sold land. I sold houses. I built houses. What else have I done? preached lawn care I resold campers uh, worked at the post office I've done everything pastored a few years praise God I've done it all I, and I in every, every career there was always pressure You may think, well, if I wasn't in the insurance business, I, I could get out of this pressure. No. I got a brother that's a doctor. Guess what? He hates being a doctor. It, it, it's just pressure. You got to see so many people to pay this and pay that, and it's just. It, it don't matter if you're a janitor. There's going to be pressure. 
<laughs> we got some throw up on aisle three. It don't matter what you do in life. There's going to be things pushing you. And it, it wants your time. And it wants your strength. And it, Pharaoh wants everything you've got. Have you not figured that out yet? He'll just keep on. I made up my mind one day. I said, I'm going to put God first. I was building a house. I'm just going to tell you. I was building a house. They said, if you can build it in 90 days, ground up, we'll buy it. Yeah. I said, I can do it. Well, that was, that was dumb. And I felt, man, it was just like pressure every day. I mean, just like I, trying to get this guy to show up. You couldn't afford for somebody to miss one day. We needed every, everybody had to do the deal. And, I, and it was like, we was getting down to the end. And uh, we had to finish it that week. I thought, man, I need to work 24 hours a day to get all this stuff finished, get the fridge in, get all this stuff hooked up, and the inspector's coming. And I made up my mind. They were screaming, you got to get it finished. I thought, it's church day. And if I get God mad at me, not only I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose the sale. I'm going to lose my business. I thought, Pharaoh, I ain't your slave. I belong to God. We had Tuesday night church. I said, boys, y'all can work if you want to. But as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. God's been too good to me. He's brought me through too many things. Guess what? I went to church. And I think the realtor was calling me. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? What are you doing? This is church night. I'm going to be in God's house. Guess what happened? Finish the house in 89 days. Never missed a prayer meeting. Never missed a church service. Do you think God takes care of his regular customers? Do you think God will take care of people that can balance their time? 4%. That really ain't even balanced. 4%, 5% given to God. And the rest of your life gets 95 to lay up and slobber all night long. Eat buffets. and You ain't got to run the aisles. Is anybody getting convicted yet? I hope so. Praise God. 
Let me tell you something. God's got to be number one. If he ain't number one, it will never work for you. You may get ahead for a minute, but you'll something will knock you back down. You may get ahead and get knocked back down. Tell you what's wrong. God ain't number, Pharaoh's number one. Well, praise the Lord. I tell you, if you got a job, and that job makes you miss church every week all the time, you got the wrong job. If you've got friends that you've got to be immoral around, you got the wrong friends. What about this? If you got a job where you got to be a bad guy, if you got a job that puts you in immoral settings, you got the wrong job. Well, don't you know I make too much money? Yeah. Oh, God. Pharaoh, you're a liar. My father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Don't, don't fall into the trap that you got to be immoral to fit in this crowd, this office, and to work on this line at the factory, you just got to have a little potty mouth. And to get this business, you got to entertain these filthy people a filthy way. No, God's writing my check. You need to make up your mind who's writing your check. If it's God, give him what's his. Just remain standing with me. I'll... Praise God. Help me, Jesus. I'm telling you the trick of Pharaoh was to get them so busy that they would never even think about it. Somehow you got to get the influence of Egypt off of you. Hey, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're in this economy, but we're not of this economy. Well, I don't know if y'all believe me. Some of you ain't even old enough to remember. In 2007, there was a terrible housing crash. Guess what business I was in? The housing business. Houses everywhere. Guess what happened to my houses? They sold. And nobody, none of the builders were selling houses in Sherwood. Guess who was selling houses? I was. You, you know what I named my subdivision before I ever put the first tractor on it, cleared the first row? I named it Miracle Heights. Praise God. There, there's atheists probably right now living in Sherwood, Arkansas, and their address is Miracle Heights. 
They can't get away from it. Who gets to name it? The one that builds it. Who's going to name your life? The one that you let build it. Woe is me. Poor pitiful me. Oh, I'm the victim. You don't know what I got to deal with. Yeah. There's nothing happening to you that's not common to man. Nothing happens to you that's just not ordinary. That many people have gone through. The Bible says I'm not going to name myself victim. Hey, I'm the second child. Praise God. Some of y'all know what that means. I won the baby, and I won the baby. I didn't get away with anything. Everything I said was questioned. The first one is just like scripture. Whatever they say is scripture. And then the last one, whatever they say is holy scripture. And all them in between, are you lying to me, boy? I'm the second child. I got more weapons than anybody. I love weapons. Man, I couldn't go to sleep without a whooping. It's just like Benadryl to my soul. Praise God. Say, you can't whoop that kid. Oh, you better whoop that kid. Hey, if you don't whip them, there's some big old boys down at the Arkansas Department of Correction that'll whip them. They're going to get a whipping somewhere, just trust me. So why not when they're about this tall? When they bow up like that. That's when you break the wheel is when they're about. Don't wait till they can bust your eyeball. Well, boy, this is good preaching. Y'all want to sit down or just keep standing? Just keep standing. Hey, if you'll just get them when they're this little, they won't even remember. They'll just grow up being good kids. But when they're 18 and you got to pop them in the mouth. I don't want to fight an 18-year-old. It, it hurts. It hurts to get hit. And it hurts to fall. All that stuff hurts. Well, hallelujah. Maybe I should have preached this at baby dedication. Is there any babies need to be dedicated tonight? Or rededicated to the Lord? God help us. God help us to balance. 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 Give God what's His. Give God what's His. Find a place every day and pray. Talk to the Lord. It's church time. Come to church. I don't even know why I'm preaching to y'all. Just reconfirming it. Thank you for coming to church. Let me just read. Thank you for being here. Thank you for knowing you need to give God something back. Has God given you stuff? Could you put a price tag on the Holy Ghost? What's the value of sins being remitted 
Could you ever repay him? No. But I can give him that 4 or 5% of my time. Praise God. Well, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm giving that blood wears you out. Help us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know what? I, I want to give God more. I want to say one more thing and then I'm done. It, if you started to think about how much you give to Pharaoh, what is, if you just worked 40 hours, that's 25% of your time to pay for stuff. Pay for stuff. Amen. Think about how little we give God and everything He gives back to us. I don't want to be a selfish Christian. I want to be a giver. And I'm going to tell you something. The Bible said He loves a cheerful giver. I ain't talking about just paying your tithes and offer. I'm talking about when you come to church, you're thankful to be able to come. Not begrudgingly, no. It's Wednesday, Sunday. Y'all come every day. Yeah. God, I want to be a cheerful giver. Oh, I got to pray again. No, I don't got to pray. I get to pray again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to the Lord. Why don't you ask God to just speak to your spirit right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about what you've been giving him. I wish somebody would pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, prayer warriors, help me. Ghost. If you want to come pray, come on, let the Lord search your heart. Come on, let the Lord look at your sacrifice.
as a prayer. your hands to the Lord together right now. I want you to pray, God. Help me to balance this life. Help me to balance this life you've given to me. Balance this time that you've given to me. Come on, why don't you pray it right now? God, help me. Help me to keep my priorities right, God. Oh, to give you what owed to you what you deserve God hallelujah thank you Jesus I thank you Jesus amen thank you for letting me preach tonight amen God bless every one of you shake somebody's hand testify to them and you're dismissed in Jesus name